like, dude, your tattoos are trash. Like, when are you going to finish your sleeve? I'm like, I need some money first. Like, I'm Adam Brenneman. This, 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 this is Next up. What's up, everyone? Welcome into the Next Up Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Brenneman. We're back at the University of Kentucky, one of my favorite places in the team meeting room. Going to talk to the number one quarterback from the transfer portal, new QB1 at Kentucky, Devin Leary. Going to be a great, exclusive, behind-the-scenes conversation. Before we get there, like, subscribe, comment on this podcast. All your support allows us to get the best guests in the country on the Next Up Podcast. Let's go talk to Devin. We appreciate you doing this, man. Thanks yeah, for, for uh, sure. thanks for making time. How's the the adjustment to to Lexington been? Yeah, it's been awesome. It's yeah. been great. I mean, honestly, a lot different from what I originally expected. Flying into Kentucky for the first time, there's um, like nothing when you're flying in. Just yeah, fields, right? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> shoot, I'm about to have to get used to farmland. And I landed, and I see this big city of Lexington. I'm like, wow, this is pretty yeah. nice. And uh, no, I've adjusted really well. And you know, the people here are awesome. They're very friendly and you know, just about everywhere you go, you see people rocking UK gear. So it's yeah. really cool to see. What What's the biggest difference maybe between North Carolina and, and here? Yeah, I would say the biggest difference is, you know, at NC State, it was kind of like a triangle. Um, yeah. You know, you're 20 minutes from Duke, 20 minutes from UNC, where, you know, here it's really just all Kentucky. Like as soon as you're in Lexington, everything around you is Kentucky. I mean, yeah. as soon as you get off the airport, it's Welcome to Kentucky, home of the Wildcats. And, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool to see. So I would say that's the biggest difference. Have you felt the presence of the fans? Like, have, have people started to recognize you in public yet around here? Yeah, they have. Yeah. They have. It's been pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, just going out to uh, eat with a couple of my teammates, people are coming up to us saying, you know, go Cats, or they're just happy for us to be here. And, you know, you could feel the love for sure. Uh, I want to talk about a lot of things and kind of your journey to get here today. Let's start with the, the transferring, the, the transfer portal and going into the portal as the number one or two top top player in the portal. What was that process like, the pressure you were dealing with? Um, and I'm sure every school in America hitting you up. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, overwhelming at times. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously entering the portal, I knew that there'd be a lot of schools after me. And, you know, at first, I think it was kind of like an honor just to see, you know, what type of schools and the caliber of the schools that were reaching out to me to just prove that, you know, what I put on film can really – you know, translate to anywhere in the country, which was really cool to see. But at the same time, you know, I was very strict with what I wanted and, you know, how I was going to transition into the right fit for me, the right offensive system, and just being able to get around the right group of people. And, you know, as soon as I visited here and met with Coach Stoops, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a no-brainer for me because everything he told me came to life. And, yeah. you know, I trusted him and he made sure that we were going to get the right offensive mind behind me. And next thing you know, we hired Coach Cohen and, you know, Coach Woody was the first person to hit me up as soon as I got yeah. in the portal and we started watching tape right away. And, you know, everything just kind of came together and I, I felt like this was the best fit for me. So when you when you committed to Kentucky, you you weren't yet sure who the offensive coordinator was going to be, right? Or did you have an idea? What what, what was the timing there with, with Liam Cohen? Yeah, I, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know right away. Um, like I said, I trusted Coach Stoops. He told me that, you know, if you put your faith and belief in me that we'll make sure we have the right guy for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, next thing I know, I committed a couple weeks later, Coach Cohen was announced that he was going to be the guy. And, you know, talking just with previous players that have mm -hmm. played in that system and now they're back in that system. I mean, it's been nothing but successful. And, 
just being able to be coached by Coach Cohen has been awesome. I mean, he's a brilliant mind, and he's definitely a player's coach. It's got to be cool, too, to have someone that's been in the NFL and yeah. had that experience with the Rams. Has Have you kind of seen it? you know, part of that knowledge that he learned working with Sean McVay and, and those guys? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I was just talking to him recently. You know, I was just watching the Senior Bowl, and they had a couple players mic'd up, and mm. almost the same exact play calls they had to reiterate really? was exactly what we're learning right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's a little bit different from what I'm used to, kind of being in a no-huddle spread where a lot of things were signaled in from the sideline, where now I'm kind of getting under center, calling plays from the huddle. And, I mean, that's just going to help me develop much more into a better quarterback. Yeah. Without naming names, what's the craziest thing coaches were saying to you in the, uh, in the when you were in the portal? I mean, there was a couple crazy things. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, you know, there was a couple schools where after I told them that I was going to be coming to Kentucky, I mean, they were still going after me. Yeah. They were still, you know, trying to make it work, trying to make it happen. And I mean, you got to respect the recruiting. You got to respect, you know, the hunger to get the top players. And I just think it was really, you know, a different process for me going through college and actually playing at this level and almost just becoming a recruit all over again. But, you know, I could have those much more mature conversations. So, um, you know, I had a lot of crazy attacks coming (laughs) at me, but overall I'm happy where I landed. So the big story in college sports right now is NIL, obviously. And then, you know, with your background and the portal and, and trying to figure out where you were going, how much did NIL come into play? How many, how much were the conversations about NIL with different, like take the fans through how that works when you're a top quarterback. Cause obviously NIL is some factor for a decision. It may not be the main one, maybe very small, but NIL comes into play at every school, especially the big time ones that you were talking to. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing with NIL is just making sure there's opportunities there. Yeah. I mean, obviously being the quarterback of a university, you'd, you'd want to know how you can, you know, showcase your name and your name, image, and likeness and, you know, profit profit off of, you know, what you've accomplished so far. Mm-hmm. And now entering into a new school, you want to make sure that those same opportunities are there. And, you know, for me entering the SEC, I mean, it's one of the biggest stages in all of college football um, and just about, you know, every school that I was talking to, just about every single one had opportunities for NIO. I just think the main thing is creating the right balance of NIL opportunities as well as, you know, style of play and fitting into the right system. I was going to ask you, you mentioned style of play. What were the things that were most important to you when you were looking for a second home? Yeah, the biggest thing for me was first having, you know, like a collaborative relationship with the offense coordinator, Mm -hmm. obviously being able to play the past four seasons and having a good amount of snaps under my belt. Um, I didn't want to walk into a situation where I was relearning everything from ground zero. Mm. And I wanted to make that clear where, you know, I could kind of take a little bit of my knowledge of already playing Mm -hmm. and just collaborating with the offense coordinator of the school that I'd be going to. And we kind of mesh together and, you know, create a plan that suits best of us. Um, And that's exactly what has been going on here with Coach Cohen, because I'm questioning his brain every single day. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I'm learning his new system. But at the same time, there's many different points of when we're watching film that I could kind of chime into what I'm used to doing and, you know, how he can kind of collaborate and make it similar process of what I've done yeah. before. What were your conversations like with Will Levis when you were in the portal, when they were recruiting you? Did you get to know Will at all through that process? Yeah, I did. I did. I actually knew Will in high school. Uh, we competed at different camps together, yeah. uh, us both being Northeast guys. Mm-hmm. And... um 
you know, when it, when he first got word that I entered the portal, he kind of just hit me up and was like, dude, if, if they're going to land Coach Cohen, there's no better quarterback coach to be developed by yeah. in the country. Mm-hmm. And clearly he's a product of the transfer portal, you know, mm-hmm. transferred here in 2021, collaborated with Coach yeah. Cohen, and next thing you know, he's about to be a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to hear that from him was definitely a reassurance. And when I came down here and visited for the first time, he was there too, just kind of talking to me, making sure everything was smooth and just kind of explained his process going through the portal. And, you know, I've been, you know, very respectful of of Will and his process. So, I mean, it was a no-brainer for me. I, when I was here interviewing Will a few months ago, I remember we were in this facility doing a podcast with Will and he said to me, he's like, Devin Leary's here today. But yeah. I wasn't allowed to tell anyone because no one knew you were visiting. Do you remember what that yeah. was? Yeah, I remember. Um, and I remember I saw Coach Woody, who we'll talk about in a second, uh, the wide receivers coach, and he told me too. He's like, Devin Leary said, they were, he goes, I think we're going to get him. And yeah. I was like, dude, let me break the news on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Will, Will was excited about it. I know that. Uh, let's talk about Scott Woodward, the wide receivers coach, who you mentioned him, his name a little bit, uh, who really was the one who recruited you because mm-hmm. it was before uh, Liam Cohen got the OC job. He was my receivers coach when I played in college at UMass. What was what did he mean to your recruitment? What was your guys' relationship like? Yeah, Coach Woody and I, we actually go way back. So I remember in high school there was a satellite camp up in New York, actually. And um, I originally got invited to the satellite camp by University of Florida. They were going to be there. And they were recruiting me pretty heavy at the time. And uh, Coach Woody and at the time Coach Whipple were both at UMass. Yeah, And I remember it was like, my first like three throws I made the day and coach Woody was immediately on me. He was like, dude, where are you from? What's your name? And uh, later on at the end of the camp, they ended up offering me a full scholarship uh, to UMass and he was recruiting me really hard. And I ended up uh, committing to NC state out of high school. And I remember just like it was yesterday, as soon as I entered the transfer portal, you know, coach Woody hit me up and was like, dude, I want, I want to come see you. I want to, mm-hmm. want to talk ball with you right away. Like I, I still remember the way that you threw at that camp up in yeah. New York. And ever since then, it's been really smooth sailing. I mean, he's another player's coach. Like I said, he's a young guy that understands the game, has a great offensive mind, actually was able to call the plays in their past yeah. bowl game. Um, I know he wants a couple back. He's already <laughs> told me that. Um, but I mean, he's been awesome to me just because he's been so transparent. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of been that go-to guy for me through my uh, transfer portal process under Coach Stoops and mm-hmm. anything that I needed or anything that I need to know about this university, this school, he was my right-hand man. And I mean, I can't thank him enough for bringing me here. I can't believe you didn't go to UMass, man. I know. Oh, man, I know. disrespectful, man. Come I know, on. <laughs> I know. I mean, Coach Whipple is a genius, though. He, <laughs> he really is. is. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a cool no, camp. He's the man. Uh, what's your, what's been your favorite thing you've done since you've been at Kentucky? Anything anything new you've tried out? Anything anything fun? Man, I uh, I actually went to Keeneland. Um, oh, the famous Keeneland. Yeah, yeah, yeah I went there um, not too long ago. They have like a little clubhouse, and I got some food there. It was really good food. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I heard yeah, yeah, really good it. food. Yeah. And I, I just kind of walked around. They surprisingly they have it open. Like yeah. you could just go there and walk around. And I checked it out yeah. and. I mean, I've never been to a horse race in my life, but the more and more I live here, I'm starting to understand it's kind of a big deal. So I'm starting to learn, you know, which are the good horses and, uh, you know, even just like the cool things like the trainers, how they train these horses, the jockeys, like how much they prepare. And 
you know, the more I learn about it, the more excited I get for, you know, when these races start up. Yeah, that's sweet. There's so much cool stuff. Coach, what are you told me? You you went shooting or something too? You had a good yeah. time shooting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually uh on my visit. Um that was my first time ever shooting a gun. Really? Yeah, it took us to a little range. And Man, you got the beer, though. I thought you'd be a big gun guy. Man, <laughs> I've never shot a gun in my life. And they started pulling out these guns. I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this. Like, But, I mean, That's that was awesome. awesome. That was like a true, like, Kentucky experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. go out there, shoot a little bit. Next thing you know, I feel like I could go shooting every single day. So, I mean, <laughs> it's really awesome. cool. Um, there's a lot of, you know, my teammates here that go shooting, even coaches. Yeah. Uh, they go to the range a lot, so it, it's something I'm going to dive into. Yeah, sweet. Well, there's a lot of fun stuff to do here, man. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about the decision to leave NC State. What were those conversations like with the coaching staff, with everyone there? Um, was that obviously a difficult process for you? Yeah, it was definitely difficult. I mean, I'm a graduate from NC State. You know, that was my first home coming out of high school. And, you know, even some of my best friends for the rest of my life are still there playing ball. And, you know, for me, it was just, you know, heading into last season, you know, I had high aspirations of being able to put to back back to back good years and declare for the draft. And obviously getting hurt kind of just, you know, made me reevaluate my whole process and kind of just talking it over with my parents and people that I really trust. We felt like, you know, a fresh start would be needed for my last year of eligibility. And, you know, I, I still got love for you know, all my guys at NC State, and we had a very, you know, mutual agreement, me and Coach Doran, and we left on really good terms. And, you know, it was tough, but at the end of the day, I'm happy with this, the this decision that I made. What do you think you'll miss the most about NC State? I just think the, the guys that I came in with, mm -hmm. I mean, we grind it, you know, coming in as true freshmen, yeah. not even knowing when we'll see the field. <laughs> and next thing you know, I mean, looking to my left and right, I'm, yeah. I'm a team captain with some of those dudes. And, I mean, being able to earn it through the grind is what I'm going to miss the most about those guys. Uh, was there ever any thought for you about, you know, the fact that Will Will Levis may be the first quarterback picked in the draft and how much attention that gives the university, that gives Kentucky, the amount of scouts and GMs that are going to be here for pro day? Like, did that ever play into your thought process of, you know, following up right after a guy who may be the first quarterback picked in the draft and all that comes with that? Honestly, not really. Yeah. I think – you know, everyone takes a shot on themselves at the end of the day, and that's exactly what Will did. I mean, he he came to a university where he believed in himself and his ability, and, you know, he put in the work, and next thing you know, you know, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Yeah. And, I mean, that that's awesome for him. That I can't be more than happy for him. But, you know, personally, through my process, I have, you know, the very same similar mindset that, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to bet on myself. And no matter where I was going to decide to land, I knew I was going to, put in it the best work that I possibly could and, you know, grind as, as good as I can and put on the tape what I know I can do. And at the end of the day, let the chips fall where they will and get on to the next yeah. level. You guys have a great receiving core coming back at Kentucky and some some young talent, uh, guys that have played some football, one guy that transferred in last year. Uh, how, how's it been acclimating with those guys and what have you seen from the receivers? It's been great. It's been great. You can see the, a lot of young talent and – the best part about them being so young is the experience they already have. I mean, yeah. Barion, Dane, Tavion, Dekel, mm -hmm. and even all of our tight ends coming back. All those guys yeah. have reps under the their belt. the tight ends the ball, man. Come exactly, on, man. <laughs> exactly. Quarterback's best friend. Um, but I, I think it's really cool because those dudes come in every single day with a purpose to work. Mm -hmm. And you see that every day they're not just going through the motions, that they have a 
a true purpose of what they want to get better at and just take it day by day. And for me to kind of help chime in with, you know, what I've done in the past and try to collaborate with those dudes. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And Kentucky's made a, made a conscious effort to improve the offensive line through the portal. Got some guys coming back. How important was that for you to know that they were going to put a good O line in front yeah. of you? Especially, you know, you've had some injuries in your in your career so far. How important was having a good O line for you? Yeah, it was important. It was yeah. very important. I think just for any quarterback, making sure that up front is very stable. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I mean, they made it a point where that was one of the first things that I told Kentucky was, you know, I love it. I just know that there's a lot of offensive linemen potentially leaving. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really know who was going to be coming back. And next thing you know, they started grabbing guys out of the portal. We got, you know, Tanner, Marcus, and mm -hmm. really just adding depth to that room. And then Horsey decided to come back as well, mm -hmm. um, and as well as Eli Cox. And next thing I know, we, we have an established offensive line room that has a really good amount of depth of guys to be able to rotate and get different people in different spots. And, I mean, that was all I could ask for, being yeah. able to commit to a school, was making sure that they were, you know, secure up there and – I mean, those dudes have been grinding too, so it's yeah. been cool to see them work. And that shows a, commi a commitment to you that they make when they go get those guys out of the exactly. portal and that they, you know, have that faith in you. Let's uh, let's talk NIL real quick and kind of some of your favorite NIL deals you've done. Do you have a favorite NIL deal that you've had during your career so far? Uh, so far, I did do a NIL deal with Chick Fil A uh -huh. when I was at NC State. Heard which about was, that? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. Was that free Chick Fil A for for a year? For a year, yeah. Okay. Did you yeah. eat a lot of it? Yeah, I ate it like every <laughs> single day. I was just giving my card to people to go get breakfast, whatever. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then of course, um, I've actually done an NIL deal deal here with a, a car dealership. Uh, hooked me up with a nice nice car, and um, really just like. The standard trading card deals have been mm. really good for me, and I'm actually getting in in the working right now. Um, I actually there's Malone's and Drake's, which yeah. is, is a famous I'm restaurant. To go to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're actually uh, getting me a deal to where I could take the offensive line out to eat yeah. every Sunday after the game. A yeah. uh, little NIL deal, so yeah. that that'll probably be my favorite. You don't line. want to be paying for that yourself, the nah. whole offensive line. <laughs> not yeah, not how gonna, much they could. They'll eat. go broke. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I heard I heard a funny story that. You had a deal with a car dealership or something, and you asked for a minivan. Is that true? That's not true. Uh, That's not true. Uh, was that not? Was that not? Was that reported somewhere? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, did you what? Did, what kind of car did you get? Here? Yeah. Did you get a? Do you have a car dealership deal? Yeah, I, I yeah. got a, a 2023 Charger. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. sweet. sweet. Yeah, I was hoping minivan. you weren't pulling up in a minivan. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> not a minivan. <laughs> it would have been. Like my mom. My mom would have appreciated. That. Yeah, I yeah. bet. <laughs> um, what? Uh, have, is Malone's your favorite restaurant in Lexington? Have you tried? Have you tried a bunch of them yet? Yeah, I've, I've tried a good amount. Um, it, it's up in the air between Drake's or Malone's because Drake's has these really good buffalo chicken quesadillas okay. that I can't stop ordering, but the steak at Malone's is like can't be unbeatable. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's between those and then. Um, Actually, my parents came into town two weekends ago, and we went to two different restaurants, which was uh, Tony's and Jeff Ruby's, okay. and they're both steakhouses as well. And a lot of good restaurants. I know here, it, it's all up in the <laughs> air; like I can't even choose one. So, um, I want to talk about your career at NC State, and uh, I mean, you had so much success there, and uh, on paper, on the field, tons of tons of great numbers. But uh, obviously, like disappointment last year getting hurt. I think it was week six or something you got yeah. hurt, six six games in. Um, just take me through the emotional roller coaster of that, of, you know, 
thinking you're going to have an amazing back-to-back seasons and a great year, and then you get hurt week six. Yeah, I mean, it's just the process of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's what we sign up for. You know, it's a violent sport, and, you know, I still remember, you know, first getting to NC State 2018, and I'm a I'm scout team quarterback just – taking a beat in every single week and then 2019 comes around and I'm a redshirt freshman start as a third string mark work my way up to become the starter to the last five games and you know 2020 comes around and you know I'm, I'm super excited about the season I finally get to get going be the starting guy and you know a week before the, se- the season starts I get contact traced by COVID so I got to forgot about that. <laughs> I had to quarantine for 14 days and I ended up, you know, not starting the first two games. Had to earn my starting spot back. Um and this is the 2020 season, we finally get rolling. Uh game 6 against Duke, you know, I ended up breaking my leg and I was out for that entire season. And um you know, it it really that was my first ever injury, first ever surgery and I kind of just had to take st- take a step back and just really appreciate what comes with the game and 2021 rolled around and you know I, I wasn't going to take anything for granted and I put laid it out all on the field we had a great season um in 2022 you know I was really trying to trying to put it back to back and mm-hmm. of course suffered another injury that put me out for the rest of the season so you know it, it's just a process I think everyone's journey is different but it, it's all about how you respond from adversity and you know I'm a competitive guy I'm a guy that at the end of the day will always bet on myself so I mean, I'm just ready to bounce back like I did from 2020 to 2021 yeah. to do it this season in 2023. Was there any thought about declaring for the draft and not staying in school for another year? There was. There definitely was. Um, you know, what what really made me decide to come back was my timeline of when I'd be able to throw again. Because when I first got the surgery, uh, Dr. Andrews down in Pensacola, Florida, one of the best in the world, yeah. he told me, you know, there's probably no shot that I would throw for a pro day or the combine. And next thing you know, my draft stock after that got out started to fall because, I mean, who's going to draft someone without knowing when he's yeah. going to be able to throw? Um, and that that kind of made me realize that maybe the best thing for myself would have come back and, and play one more year of college football and prove that, you know, I could still sling it around a little bit. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm on a really good tr- track right now in my rehab, but that, that was the main – you know, kind of deciding factor to come back and play. Uh, update me on the on the on the rehab. Then I heard through some sources that you're it's looking good. You're already throwing a little bit. Yeah, right? I'm throwing. <laughs> I'm throwing. They got me on a strict protocol, but uh-huh. those days they let me throw. I mean, I'm starting to feel back to normal. You're slinging again. it, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm slinging it, letting it go. And I mean, it, it's definitely a process of you know really just trying to relearn how to throw all over again because you know a pectoral tear is not very common in a quarterback. Yeah. So they, they want to be really cautious of making sure, you know, my rotator cuff is good, my pec is in place, everything's healed. But, I mean, I've been grinding rehab hard, and as soon as they let me throw on the days that I can, I mean, I'm letting it loose. Yeah. So it's been cool. What's your rehab process been like? Is it multiple times a day? Is it what, – what's the – what's kind of the, the journey been like in the rehab – the training room? Yeah, every single day. I'm in there every day. Uh, we work out in the morning at uh, – our lift group is at 10:15, so usually I try to come in a little bit before then to get you know my my pec loosened up, my shoulder loosened up before the lift. And then after the lift, you know I come back in and do probably about an hour and a half of more rehab, just making sure everything's recovered right. Um, do a little bit more you know specific lifting for my arm, and then on days that I throw, you know I do 
you know, the lift that we have. And then after I warm up, make sure, you know, I do all my correct stretches and, you know, different, you know, lifting exercises. I go throw for about an hour. And then after I get done throwing, come back and finish my rehab. So I'm here for a little You're while. Day, huh? <laughs> yeah, basically. So when I, when I was preparing for this interview, I was reading some articles and what a lot of coaches say about you is how much you love football, how much you're in the facility, that you never leave the facility. Have you ever felt like, how do I phrase this? Have you ever felt like you love football too much? Like like you like you almost spend too much time in the facility? <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't. Yeah. Because I will say when I first got to college at NC State, I didn't know what it meant to love football. Mm. Like I just thought I could rely on my pure athletic ability and my pure arm talent. And mm. you know, when my number was called, I thought that I'd be ready. And, you know, I really had to sit back and have some tough conversations with some coaches to realize what it really takes to love football. You know, mm -hmm. as a young guy going to class all day and after morning workouts and then going to tutoring mm -hmm. and doing rehab, but then coming back at night at 10 o'clock to watch film, yeah. um, whether you have a car or not, I didn't have a car. I, yeah. I would be Ubering from my dorm at, I'd get done tutoring at nine o'clock, mm -hmm. Uber back to the facility at 10 just to be ready for my third string reps the next yeah. day at practice. Yeah. And that's what it takes to really love football because at the end of the day, I mean, nobody really cares, you know, what you do in your, your time to yourself. They only care how you produce on the field. And if you love football, you'll be prepared for that moment. An old coach used to always say to me, if you love football, eventually it'll love you back. Exactly. Right? You don't know exactly. when it's going to be though. That's, yeah. the, that's the hard part. Um, what's been the biggest difference between how, Kentucky does things versus how NC State does things? You know, it, I think every university is different. I think the cool thing to see when you transfer this, my first time transferring is, you know, guys can sometimes complain or they can, you know, kind of be, I guess, taking things for granted where at a previous school that you've been at, you could kind of refer to those guys like, dude, you have no idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't yeah. know what I just went through, yeah. um, which is vice versa. Yeah, so yeah, I, I just yeah. think everything is a lot different here. But at the same time, you know, I feel like every single day when I walk into this building, you're treated like a professional. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're expected to get your work done. You're expected to be here on time and, you know, just have intention with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And me being, you know, a 23 year old, you know, college student, uh, entering my last year, that's all I could ask for because I expected to go to the next level, mm -hmm. but obviously I'm still in college and I'm going to invest all my time into this university and this team. And all I could ask is those coaches to treat me the same way back. And that's all they've been doing for me here. 23, man. I know. Getting out there, huh? I'm getting old, man. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, do you, you like Kentucky's facilities? Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're sweet, I love right? them. Yeah, they're sweet. Yeah. yeah. What's your What's your favorite uh, favorite part of the facility? Weight room, meeting rooms. The The little cafe down there is pretty cool. The food is the great. I like <laughs> yeah. the food. I'm not gonna lie that that little fuel station yeah. is open all day to us. We got full <laughs> access. Um, I'd probably say the meeting rooms, just because, like you can see in here. Not only do we have like the big uh, screen come down, but there's two TVs on the side as well. Yeah. So when we're in the quarterback meeting room and Coach Cohen is kind of breaking something down on a big screen, you could kind of have the script for what we're about to run behind us. Mm -hmm. So you could kind of like be peeking at the two oh, and yeah. trying to mesh them together rather than everyone just looking at one screen. Yeah. 
So I'd, I'd probably say that's yeah, my favorite. It's the little things, right? For it is. It yeah. is. What, what's what's Coach Cohen's? Does he have any favorite sayings or anything? Have you seen Have you seen him uh, at all? In the, I mean, I guess you haven't been in that many meetings with him yet, right? No, not yeah. yet. I mean, the only thing that he says is that I appreciate from a player standpoint is that he is not going to take, you know, any type of laziness, you know, a, a, a part of our team. Yeah. If you're kind of on the backside of a run as a receiver and you're kind of just jogging off the ball, he notices those things. And I mean, that that was the first point that he made when we had our first meeting is that he wasn't going to stand for any of that mm-hmm. and that we were going to get back to, you know, tough, hard-nosed Kentucky football because that's what this school is about mm-hmm. and that's what he's coming in here to bring. What um, What's your weekly preparation like? During the season, take me through your Monday through through Saturday, Sunday through Saturday, I guess. Yeah, my, well, I'm sure it would be a little bit different here. Starting mm-hmm. to you know work with Coach Cohen, I I remember for for me back at NC State, it'd be you know Monday we kind of come in, get the game plan, get a lift in, um, kind of just getting prepared for the opponent. We would kind of go through a scout report. Uh, Tuesdays would be first to second down. Uh, Wednesday would be uh, third down and red zone. Uh, Thursday would be, we would do two minute, we would do like two minute end of game, two minute end of half, different situational things. Um, and then really Friday, we would just clean everything up, make Mm -hmm. sure that the game plan was all set in place. And then, you know, for me, Saturday, I just kind of just hang around the guys. The more I hang around my teammates and it kind of just calms my nerves because at the end of the day, we're going out there to just play football, just like the other team we're about to play. So the more that you could kind of sit that into your mind, the less pressure it is for sure. Pre-game, are you a big like nervous guy? Or are you rah-rah? Or are you just like <laughs> headphones on, not talking to anybody? What's your pre-game mentality? No, I'm actually, I'm chill. Yeah. I'm chill. I, I'm that type of dude where, you know, in the morning I get up, probably get a cup of coffee, eat my mm-hmm. breakfast. And, you know, as soon as I get over to the bus, uh, just put on my headphones and I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. Kind of looking over the script a little bit, but... When it comes to the locker room, I'll probably just have a headphones on, a towel over my head, just clearing my mind and mm-hmm. just making sure that everything is settled in, ready to go. You guys take on Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida at home next year. How excited are you for the 2023 season? I'm super excited, yeah. super excited. I think, you know, all the fans are super excited just with the guys that we brought in with everyone returning. But I just can't wait to put on display, you know, what this team is all about. You know, we're working hard every single day as well as everyone else in the country. But at the end of the day, it's what matters when, you know, that ball is kicked off. And I just can't wait to lead this team and let them know that through thick and thin, I'll always have their back. And just letting the whole entire, you know, every single UK fan that I leave it all on the line every Saturday. And I just can't wait to compete. What are you expecting to notice in the transition from the ACC to the SEC? I think it's going to be a lot louder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the stadiums are a little bit bigger, and yeah. I just think everything might be a little bit bigger. It just bigger. means more, right? Yeah, it's I think SEC it just slogan. might <laughs> means a little bit more. Um, but, I mean, just even just the style of play, I think you'll see a lot more different coverages, a lot more different looks from, you know, a defensive standpoint. And um, I just think, you know, schematically, I'll see a lot different. It's a different style of football. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot more, you know, establish the run game, win the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. where compared to the ACC, it was very finesse, get the ball on the perimeter. Uh, so I can't wait to really just show a little bit of both of what we could do, and I'm excited to see other teams too. 
I saw the new uniforms in the Super Bowl commercial. Did yeah. you see those? What, yeah, I what, saw them. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought they were cool. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were cool. Um, a lot of the players like the simple look. Yeah. And I think the the newest thing that's standing out is like the Wildcat is now on the side instead of the checkerboard. Yeah. Um, I personally like the checkerboard, but I like the Wildcat too. So yeah, I'll, I'll rock whatever. I don't care. <laughs> uh, what What's your? I'm trying to get a gauge. For like, what What's your personality like? Like, what do you like? Like, what do you do in your free time? Obviously, you don't shoot guns as we talk. Nah, about. <laughs> I don't have a gun. Um, man, I. You know, it's funny. I, I asked Liam. I said, "What's what Devin like?" He said, "He's he's quiet." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. Is that I'm true? Not, You're quiet. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm quiet, but like I, I'm just very like. I wouldn't say serious because I'm not serious, but <laughs> I, I know what I like, and yeah. like if, if I'm at at the crib and I'm just chilling at home, like I'm not really doing much. I'm probably yeah. honestly watching football or like doing something with watching tv or watching a movie but overall yeah. i'm not like a super rah-rah guy i don't really have like crazy hobbies or anything like <laughs> just football just yeah. football like i'm what, just a what, football what player. shows are you watching right now uh i just got i actually just got done watching the white lotus i don't yeah. know if you ever watched that it. it's, it's not bad it's <laughs> not bad don't judge me on that um the blacklist that's always that's usually good, my yeah. go-to um and then um not too long ago, I finished Euphoria, which yeah. was really cool. Um, but yeah, that's you a big social media guy? Somewhat, yeah. somewhat. Like I, I stay in tune with what's going on. Um, Will, Will's the goat of social media. Yeah, yeah. He took it over. <laughs> he took it over. So he's kind of got that going for him. Yeah, he he, know, he knows what he's doing. Um, what what can fans? What can Kentucky fans expect from you next season? As far as your style of play, um, you know, being the field general, what what, what can they expect from you? Yeah, I think they could expect a, a gritty player that, you know, I'm a gunslinger, I like to say. I like to, you know, sling the rock around and, you know, go hash to hash at any any point in the field. I could get the ball there and just giving the playmakers the ball on the field. But at the same time, you know, I'm also an experienced quarterback to where, you know, if, if the best throw is to throw the ball away, I, I'm mm -hmm. capable of doing that as well. Um, you know, I'm a football junkie, like you said. I, I'm a guy that studies film a ton. I love, you know, just diving into defensive coverages and just I think they could expect someone that, you know, is going to lead this team and, you know, winning is a priority for me each and every week. What, uh, since you're a football junkie, let's talk football a little bit. All right, okay. let's say, let's say we'll give you a down a distance and a coverage. Tell me your favorite call against it, your favorite play. All, All right. right. Let's go, let's go uh, third and short, uh, third and three probably, and you get zero. Cover zero. Yeah. What 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 are you doing? What, what what's your go to zero beater? Uh, it'd probably be two goes on the outside, and depending on what formation we're in, if we're in a two by two detached, mm -hmm. I probably have my slot receiver just run a five yard out, and I'd tell the offensive line, you know, to full slide to the left and do a half roll and just hit the five yard out. Easy. Yeah, just Every let time. them win. Every time. <laughs> Every yeah. time. I love it. Every you time. had that answer ready too. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 th love I thought going you were gonna go with a little the three by one rubber out on this. Nah, side. I don't need all that. <laughs> I don't need all that. <laughs> just one on one, man. Just let the it. playmakers work. What, what, drift what's a little your, bit. What's your favorite uh favorite route to throw? A go ball. Yeah. Go ball. Absolutely. You just, you, that is that that's just my favorite concept's four verts. Yeah. It beats just everything. Just air it out. Just just air it out. <laughs> There's always an answer. You got zone, you got the inside bender. Exactly. Got, yeah. Exactly. Worst comes to worst, I'll drop, I'll just check it down to my back. <laughs> yeah. Let them go to work. I love it. What's uh, what's your favorite moment of your career so far? My favorite moment of my career 
I'd probably say 2020, my first start, like I said, I was quarantined, so I wasn't able to start the first two games, was at Pitt. We played Pitt, and it came down to a two-minute drive. Uh, Kenny Pickett was actually other quarterback. Oh, wow. We were going on a shootout. Yeah. Like, it was score, 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 score. Playing against Whip. Yeah, Whipple, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, and I remember it was like a minute 48 on the clock. I think we had two timeouts left. And like I said, this was my first start of the season. And I vividly remember taking the field with the offense. And I kind of just looked up and like laughed. Like I <laughs> laughed with our center and I laughed with our receiver. And that kind of like loosened them up. Yeah. Next thing you know, we went down the field and scored 13 seconds left, threw a back shoulder fade to my receiver, Mecca Mezzi, walked off game win. I love it. And I'm like, all right, like, let's go. Like, this is this is why I'm Start here. Laughing every drive. Exactly. Man. I'm like, I, like that. That's what football is all about. Is like, kind of just taking that relief off your teammates and like, really letting them know in the heat of the moment, like, mm. this is why we play the game. Yeah. And we go out there and go and go win the yeah. game. Where I'm like, this is why I'm here. Have you had a uh, toughest moment of your career or hardest moment? Yeah, I would. I would say. Um, I would say the toughest moment of my career would be my redshirt freshman year was 2019. Um, I remember in 2018, my first year of college football, we had a quarterback, Ryan Finley. He ended up getting drafted yeah, yeah, in the yeah. third round. Awesome to learn behind Big him. Dude, right? yeah, yeah, yep. And um, I remember after that season, our quarterback coach, Eli Drinkwitz at the time, ended up leaving. And at the end of that season, we ended up bringing in a transfer quarterback as well. And, you know, I'm already the scout team quarterback. And going into the next year, I thought going into the season that I'd have a shot this starting spot with Ryan leaving. And next thing you know, I'm going into the next year third on the depth chart. Yeah. And I didn't even take a snap yet. Yeah. So I'm like, shoot, man, like, that's kind of when I, when I had to reflect, like, do I really love football? Like, yeah. am I going to stay here and grind it out or – should I go somewhere else where I know I could guarantee and play? And, you know, I just remember each and every week, like I said, I'm coming back up 10 o'clock at night studying the scripts, knowing I'm not even going to get a rep at practice. <laughs> yeah. And the coach is telling me, like, dude, go home. Like, what yeah. Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, coach, if I mess up one time as a third string, I will never yeah. see the field again. Yeah. And I remember just each and every week in the back of my head, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not even getting reps. Next thing I know, starting quarterback goes down, backup quarterback helmet pops off. They throw <laughs> me in, and I go, I, I think I went like nine for 12, like 150 <laughs> yards against Florida State. Uh, and I just remember at that moment, I'm like, all those tough times and every reason why I came back at night, making sure I was prepared for whatever moment was to come, mm -hmm. um, it was all worth it. It's a great story, man. I love yeah. That. What was... Yeah, I, I like asking this question to guys like early on in your career, and it might have been that situation. But give me something on the field. Was your welcome to college football moment? Like everyone's got that moment where you're like, something happens, and you're like, oh wow, these guys are pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it was that same season, uh, my redshirt freshman year. Uh, my first ever start was against Wake Forest. I did decent, and we ended up losing. But the next week was we were playing Clemson. And this was 2019 Clemson. So I'm taking my first snap and I'm looking at Christian Wilkins, Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> yeah, big uh, dude. yeah, and I'm like, shoot, like <laughs> what's about to happen? And yeah. I just remember getting smacked around. 
uh, fumbling exchanges, almost like I didn't play <laughs> football before. And that was definitely my welcome to college football moment. When there's adversity, who in your life do you go to? My dad. Definitely my dad. I mean, he's just someone that I could vent to. He's going to hear me out, but he's also going to cut it straight to me. Like, you know, if I'm complaining and, you know, I'm I'm being soft, like, mm -hmm. he'll just straight up tell me, like, dude, you need to suck it up. Like, yeah. I don't care what you're talking about. It just sounds <laughs> like you're just complaining to me. So yeah. you just need to go back to work. Where other times, if I'm really going through some hardships, he'll hear me out and just give me pieces of advice to kind of just fall back on my faith, mm -hmm. fall back on, you know, people that I trust, people that I love. And, you know, I'd definitely say my dad or even my little brother. My little brother plays quarterback at Illinois. He's a true freshman there. Uh, he'll be a redshirt freshman next season. He's just someone that I could always relate to because he grew up watching me play the position. And next thing you know, he's being recruited at the Division One level playing quarterback as well. So we could kind of relate from that standpoint of, you know, the quarterback lifestyle and certain things that we go through. So any tough times that I have or that he has, we always talk it out. You just mentioned your dad and your brother, and we skipped right over your whole childhood and went right to the yeah. transferring. <laughs> uh, but you grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. What, what was your What was your childhood like? Man, it was uh, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I'm one of five, mm -hmm. so I have an older brother, then it's me, and I have a younger sister who attends University of Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, younger brother is at University of Illinois. Then my youngest sister is a junior in high school, and I mean, I just remember growing up. My dad, you know. He made us compete in everything. I mean, I grew up, you know, I, I played baseball, football. I wrestled. I played hockey. You wrestled? Um, yeah, I wrestled. <laughs> I wrestled for two years. Um, and that that's another funny story. I remember my first ever practice wrestling. They paired me with someone that was like 40 pounds heavier than me. And we were sparring all day, and he was just killing me. And I go home, and my dad, I tell my dad, I'm like, Dad, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even competing with this dude. He said, well, you already practiced the first day, so now you got to finish it out. And, like, that was always his rule. Like, if you started something, yeah, you yeah. needed to finish it. Yeah. And I just remember with my older brother, um, every single day coming home, the first thing I wanted to do was have a baseball catch with them or throw the football around. And then as my little brother got older, you know, he became, like, the goalie for me and my older brother to shoot hockey with. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, every single day we were doing something active and always just competing and – I just I just loved growing up in that Northeast New Jersey environment because you get around other gritty people and at the end of the day you just got to compete and survive on your own. Yeah. What uh what beach did you go to in Jersey? What? Uh my my grandparents uh lived in Wildwood, New Jersey. Oh cool. So I grew up Sweet. going there my whole life. Love it. Yeah. I love the Jersey Shore, man. That's yeah, place me to too. Be, place to be in the summertime. Yeah, it is. Um what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice I'd probably say never be satisfied just because someone out there is always working harder. That, that was something that I heard at a very young age. And it kind of hit me because, you know, when you're young and you have success in sports, you think you're on top of the world. You yeah. think, Can't do you know, wrong, right? exactly. I, I, I'm <laughs> thinking in my mind, man, there's nobody that could throw the football better than me. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, someone comes up to me and says, dude, there's, there's someone out there working harder than you. And, probably is better than you right now. So never be satisfied because there's always someone up and coming trying to take your spot. What NFL quarterback do you model your game after? So I would say I, I would say a couple. Um, I, I really, from mechanically, I watch a lot of Tom Brady. 
um, just because he's so fundamentally sound with his bass and just he he does a great job of effortlessly throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, he's forty five years old; yeah. he could still throw a comeback to the field. Like uh, yeah. Um, then I would say style of play. I, I really recently have been watching a lot of Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I like the way that he plays. Um, ever since I got here, I've been watching a ton of Jared Golf. Uh, when he was with the Rams, got it. yeah, and um, really just guys like Aaron Rodgers, um, and then even going back, sometimes I even watch like Dan Marino, Joe Montana, <laughs> just to see like how how the position has evolved. Yeah. But you'd be surprised, like some of those things that those guys were doing back then, they could still do today. Like yeah. it's really cool to see. I love I love asking that question because you get to get a sense for guys' personalities because a lot of guys won't ever say good quarterbacks and you yeah. went right in with Tom Brady as the first one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you got to respect yeah, the goat. No, I you love have it. to. I love it, man. Uh, what's what's one part of being a big time quarterback that fans don't realize? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, you got to make sure that you're living your life right because you never know who's watching. Mm-hmm. Like even when you step off the field or out of the facility. You know, people are going to recognize you. Especially a place like Lexington. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So you just got to make sure you're carrying yourself the right way. And Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, Mike Glennon at NC State one time came in and spoke to us and said, if you want to be a professional, you got to live your life like a professional. Mm -hmm. And that kind of stuck with me, especially being a quarterback, because like I said, you never know who's watching. But, you know, in this sport, like you said, football, if you love it, it'll love you back. And that goes the same way in life. If you live your life the right way, it, it'll love you back too. Have you ever gotten any uh, bad hate on social media? Yeah, all the time. Games? What's the worst thing anyone, anyone's ever said? Man, one time someone came with my tattoos. <laughs> they were like, dude, your tattoos are trash. Like, when are you going to finish your sleeve? I'm like, Man, I need some money first. Like, so that was, that was probably the worst because I'm like, there's nothing I could do about yeah, these. That, like, that, that, that hurts. They're already on me. Like, yeah. That's funny. And you know the people doing it are they're, – they're not even fans. They just probably bet on the game, right? Yeah, just yeah. Bad. Or they just want to see if I see it. That's, <laughs> that's sure. really what it is. Where's Devin Leary going to be in 20 years? 20 years? Yeah. He'll be what, 43? Yeah, 43. <sighs> Hopefully, you know, I have a family. Hopefully, yeah. I'm, I'm a dad and raising some kids. Hopefully, on the beach somewhere just hanging out. <laughs> kicking my feet up, making sure that, you know, everyone is uh, settled around me. Um, you know, my biggest goal growing up is just making sure my mom and dad are taken care of financially and my brothers and sisters have nothing to worry about. Um, so hopefully I could be in that position. You think you'll be coaching or anything or just not just retired, living the life? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, ideally I'd be want to be retired, living <laughs> yeah. the life on the Doing beach. Um, but I, I've always wanted to be a high school football coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're a simple guy, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's I just all that's all want. I want to do. That's all I want to do. True. That's how you know you're a true football guy too. You just yeah. want to be a high school coach. Um, I got a little quick fire segment to close us out, and okay. I appreciate all your time. This mm-hmm. has been this has been fun. Um, first one may be easy, but we'll start with this. You're an NFL GM. You're the first pick of the draft. Who are you taking? Will Anderson. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. That's like the easiest question ever, right? Yeah. I've never heard anyone answer that yes. No. Um, first impression of Coach Stoops? Players coach. What's one thing people don't know about you? I'm ambidextrous. Really? Yeah. We we got to cut the rapid fire. <laughs> we got to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I throw right-handed, right-left-handed. Wow. Uh, do some other things left-handed. Um, I actually, 
Growing up, I did everything left-handed. My dad is hundred uh -huh. percent lefty. He thought I was going to be the next Nolan Ryan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he had you training. Yeah, he swore I was going to be a left-handed pitcher. Yeah. So every day after my dad would get done work, we'd go throw in the backyard and be throwing lefty, throwing lefty. Mm -hmm. One day, my dad got home a little bit later than expected. I picked up my older brother's glove, who was a righty, and I started throwing the ball way better with my right hand. But I already <laughs> developed all skills lefty. <laughs> So that's how I kind of flipped to be Amy Dexter. Were you a switch hitter in baseball? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Typical. I love it. That's great, man. Um, how do you take your eggs? Scrambled with cheese. With cheese. All right. <laughs> how much cheese? A lot. Yeah, a good amount. <laughs> you got to put yeah. a layer in there. Um, beach or mountains? Beach. Definitely beach. Okay, I like that. You're in a zombie apocalypse, and you get three people to be on your team. Who are the three people? Three people. Other than you. I got asked this the other day, and I, had to, I stole the question. All right, three <laughs> people I would have to be with. I would say it could be anyone. Dude, anyone in, anyone in the world. All right. You got three people. They're trying to survive and save humanity. Okay. I would say John Wick would be one. That's a good one. Two would be... Uh, This is a tough question. This is a tough question. <laughs> My answer was so bad when I got asked this. <laughs> oh, I would say I would probably say number two would be Khabib. Uh -huh. I would definitely pick him. <laughs> yeah. And three probably. I need someone kind of like husky, pretty big. <laughs> I'd say like Batista. Okay. Yeah. I, like it. <laughs> I went. I went with the football route when I was. I did like Aaron Donald. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that's probably smarter. I probably should. Probably no, that. that's a good list. That's yeah. a good list. <laughs> Uh, top three favorite artists right now? Top three, I'd probably say Drake is one. Two, I'd got to go with Lil Durk. Mm -hmm. And three, right now is probably probably Brent Fias. Love it. Number three. I don't even know who that is. But yeah, he's like an R&B type shaking guy. his head. <laughs> Video crew likes <laughs> it. <laughs> um, aisle or window? Aisle. Safe choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's one thing you can't live without? Probably my phone. <laughs> Pretty simple. Yeah, it's a good one too. Um, when your career is done at Kentucky, when people think of Devin Leary, what do you want them to think of? A winner. Definitely a winner. And maybe a national champion. That's the goal. <laughs> I That's love it, man. The goal. This has been fun. I appreciate all your time, man. Yes, this sir. is this is awesome. I'm excited to see you have a great season and, and play a long time in the NFL, man. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Next up.